I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. Our guest today has completed multiple fundraising events for Shake It Up Australia Foundation, the latest of which was completing the Noosa Ultra, which is a 50-kilometre run in support of his father who lives with both Parkinson's and Lewy body dementia. So to tell us more about his dad and these wonderful fundraising adventures, please welcome Brody Norman. Hi, Brody. Hi. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So I feel like we have to start with talking about this ultra. What on earth is that? Because I thought marathons were far enough. Yes. So it is a, it's definitely a bit of a jump. Um, around three or four years ago, I, uh, I made a promise to myself that I was going to challenge myself at least once a year and, um, and fundraise while I do it. So I started off with a, a 10-kilometer run. And back then, to me, that was, that was a lot. Uh, from there, I went to a, a half marathon. And then jumped on to 30 kilometers. And now my most recent one is uh, coming up in March is, is 50 kilometers at, at, at Noosa. So it's another eight kilometers on top of a marathon, but I felt like making a statement for this one. So I wanted to go all out. Yeah, it's definitely making a statement. So wait, you haven't done the ultra yet? No, I have not done the ultra yet. It's on the 23rd of March, sorry. So I'm in, in training at the moment. Oh my goodness. Okay. So well, I misinterpreted that information. My apologies. So tell me, how is the training going? So training is going is pretty good. I've probably done about two sessions now. Um, to be honest, all my other runs I, I never actually trained for, but I went up on a bit of a jump on this one, so I thought that I'd better put some training into this one. <laughs> yeah, wild if you can just wing a 50. Yes, yeah, I don't think it'll end well, to be honest. So <laughs> I'm putting in a, a few small runs throughout the week and hopefully I'm ready to go by, uh, by the 23rd of March. And so that's obviously like a big event up in Noosa that runs every year? Yeah, I think it's every year. Um, it's the Noosa Ultra Trail. So there's smaller runs and there's also bigger runs, like 100 kilometres. So it's part trail um, and then, you know, part grass and asphalt and stuff. So it's a bit, of, a bit of everything involved. Okay, so you're running on, like, different terrains. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of through, like, the I think the hinterland of Noosa and whatnot, then back onto concrete slash asphalt, a little bit of grass. So it's got a bit of everything involved. So it'll, it'll be good. So not only are you running 50, which on a flat surface would be enough, you're going, hinterland to me screams hills, which makes me very yeah. <laughs> I think there is definitely a little bit of elevation involved, so that's going to make it a, a little bit tougher, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So. Well, you said you wanted to make a statement, and that for sure is. Uh, so talk to me about the fundraising side of it. Obviously, you fundraised, first of all, with the 10K one. How has that gone? And then where are we at for the 50? 10K went great. So that was my first one. Um, I think I set a target of $500 back then and ended up raising $1,150. Um, so much bigger than I originally thought. 
I think the half marathon was around 2,000. The 30 kilometers was probably similar. Um, so I'm hoping to, to reach the similar goals for the, for the 50, to be honest. Incredible. And so if someone listening wants to donate, where can they find out more about it? So you can find me on Facebook or Instagram um, at Brody Norman um, and just click on my bio or on my Facebook page and, and you'll find the link there. Beautiful. All right, we'll put that in our show notes as well because as I learned in the intro, the uh, Brody Norman isn't probably spelt the way it sounds, so we'll make sure everyone knows exactly which profile to find. Sounds good, yeah. Definitely not um, – doesn't, it doesn't sound how I look, so yeah, Norman. Now, all of this is obviously because of your dad, so I'd love for you to share a bit more about your dad and his journey with us. So when did he get diagnosed with Parkinson's? Yeah, for sure. So around 10 years ago, um, dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's. I think he was around 53 years old. I grew up with dad. I grew up watching dad, I should say, um, own and run a house-removing business for probably 25-plus years. One of the most reputable ones in Queensland, he was always on the go, shifting houses on the back of trucks in, in the middle of the night. So to see him shipped down to a uh, to the shell of a bloke that I used to know is is tough. Um, Labor got a little bit a little bit short. They lost a couple of workers, and um, I think the work got a little bit quiet also. So they ended up going to a convenience store out of out of all things, class little takeaway shop. Um, it wasn't until around then that Mum started noticing Dad just handling the money a little bit slow and. He was struggling to use tongs in the, in the hot pots, just package, like packaging small items of food. Um, and believe it or not, a, a customer who happened to be a nurse actually um, pulled one of our employees aside one, one day and said, hey, I, I think this gentleman might have early onset Parkinson's. Um, and from there, obviously, we went to a doctor and, and, and he was diagnosed on the spot. Gosh, that is a, a sort of good fortune, I guess, that someone would come in and notice that and then have, I guess, the the wherewithal to say to you guys that that's what they thought it was. For sure. Very brave of her. And we're obviously, you know, we're, we're happy to pick it up earlier than, than later, I guess, so we can start um, making changes and, and seeing where we go from there. So when that all happened 10 years ago, what do you remember of that time? Were you super aware of Parkinson's? What was your experience of the diagnosis? I was definitely um, not super aware of Parkinson's. I, I had the old stereotypical um, thought that it was just the biggest symptom was was um, shaky hands, tremors in the hands. Um, now I have educated myself and I've learned so much about it. Back then I was I was super young, so I definitely wasn't as involved as I am now. Um, with age for me has has come maturity, I guess, like everyone, and I've decided to involve myself much more. Um, and and now yeah, I know I know loads about it now, but I'm still learning every day. I think we're all still learning and it's like uh, such a progressive changing disease that even if you feel like you're on top of it, then things can change too. For sure, 100%. And Dad actually was diagnosed with Crohn's disease right before he was um, diagnosed with Parkinson's. And me and Mum always do a little bit of research online. We, we've actually seen some things that they think autoimmune diseases might be linked to neurological diseases. Um, oh. So there was a lot going on at the time. Yeah, that sounds like you guys were dealing with a lot. So obviously that was 10 years ago. How is your dad doing now? What are his symptoms? Dad is, is very, um, very in the, in the, the, the deep and advanced side of it now. Um, he, the, the, probably the biggest thing, there's, there's a lot of biggest things, but I think the biggest thing is probably fighting to stay awake. Um, he always gets frozen, obviously, in, in corners of rooms. He needs help to get up, get down. Um, 
a while ago, he actually lost like all movement in his most dominant hand. So we probably went maybe six months to one year dealing with that, which meant feeding him and just everything else that comes with that. Um, and by a miracle, uh, a, a while ago, he actually got movement back in his hand. So, which is massive. Like we, we celebrate the small wins, I guess. And, um, and yeah, which has helped out a lot. Obviously we still deal with all the day-to-day struggles and, and whatnot, but um, yeah, he's definitely in, in the defense side of it now. Do they have any idea like what happened with that side of the body and then how it came back? Cause that's pretty miraculous. It is definitely. It's, it's massive. Um, but no, they don't just, just one day he it slowly started coming back to him. Um, and then, yeah, we, we were just, me and my mum just, I remember looking at my mum in the kitchen and we both just, just smiled at each other, you know, just to, just to celebrate small wins because it means a lot. Like being so dependent, I, I think it's so important to be able to tackle small little tasks on yourself, which makes you so much happier with, within yourself. So, yeah, when it, when it happened, we were, we were ecstatic. Yeah, that's great news. And sort of what you're alluding to, like that, still having some um, independence is really important. Like autonomy over your own existence is really, really important and helpful. A hundred percent. But yeah, he, he definitely deals with, with all symptoms now. I, I feel his, his speech is, is slurred. He's, um, a, you know, a blank, unsure, unsure facial look. He gets stuck in corners of rooms and needs help getting up and just very, very, very weak and, and tired um, at, at this day. So yeah, obviously he has the Louis body dementia as well. How does that play into the Parkinson's? Might be a bit of a hard question. Obviously you and I are both not doctors, but from your experience, like how do those two work together, work against? Yeah, I guess um, it, they, yeah, they definitely don't work together. He, he's probably been diagnosed for roughly about a year now. Um, Mum realised that he was having some hallucinations and just seeing stuff that, that wasn't there and on the next GP appointment, she, she diagnosed him on the spot. Um, and it, it was definitely tough to hear that next diagnosis, I think, um, just because, like, obviously all I had left with him was the, you know, or what most I had left with him was a, a conversation. And to hear that was on the way out was, yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal, it's tough. Um, for now, he floats in and, and out of it. Um, and, but on those days, yeah, it, it definitely is trying to deal with someone who suffers from Parkinson's and also is suffering from Lewy body dementia. It's, it is, it's tough to deal with, but for now he floats in and out of it. And when those days come, we just assess it and we just get on with it. So what are the things that you and your mum do of uh, probably a million things, but I guess more in the advice for someone else listening that's supporting someone with Parkinson's, like what are some of the things you do that really help with his day to day? I think just, just being there gets, obviously it gets very dark and, and lonely being so dependent on someone, always calling out for someone. So I think just just being there for him, we take turns because it's you know it's such a it's such a massive job, and obviously I'm I'm a pilot by trade, so I work five days a week. So all I do is care for him part time when I get home from work, just to uh, I guess relieve the, the workload of off mum because she does it all day, and I I can't let her do it by herself. But I think just just being there, um, I try to reassure him, you know, of, of the good days all the all the time. I can see when he's having a bad day, so I can reassure him of some happier times and you know that I'm, I'm here for him and we're, we're going to make it work and whatnot and I think just those sort of things are going to help you know make the process a little bit easier absolutely how is your mum doing because like you just said it's a huge demand mum's good yeah shout out to my beautiful mum she's a she's a saint Annette um I love her dearly and I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be here with her she 
she puts up with a lot and you know the workload is is huge it's a it's a full-time job not only um physically but mentally it, it takes a toll so we're we're always looking out for mum just trying to you know give her some of our own time because it's, it's so important to look out for the carers i believe but mum is doing good we're we're enjoying life and yeah mom, we're happy you sound like you guys are all across it because that's something that can so easily get forgotten is caring for the people that are taking care of someone um, because it is like it's a tough thing not just to be doing all of those tasks but also to be mentally processing what's happening and dealing with like the identity shifts and changes in this person that you've known at one point and then you know they're slowly becoming a different version of themselves so adapting to all of that presents its own challenges for everyone around. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot to take in. It's very it can be very confronting, obviously. But we're in this together, and yeah, we we got each other's back, me and mum. So. How has sort of your broader community been uh, supporting your dad and your family through this? Like your extended family, your friends, are they aware and across the situation? They are, yeah, for sure. So mum and dad live with me. They have been now for probably around six months with me and my partner Laura. Uh, Laura's great. She's uh, she's great with just the. The whole idea of it all, she helps out where she can. All, all my good friends, uh, I have a massive support network. So, you know, they're, they're always here for me, reassuring me that if I need anything. So in that regard, it, it's it's great. I have an older brother, um, Jesse, and, and, and he's always helping out as well. We'll stay in touch with each other and where he takes mom out for a coffee or something like that and, and I'll stay home. So in regards to support, it's, it's great. I've got plenty around me so. It sounds like you're getting supported, you're providing support, and then you're even thinking of shaking up Australia in that in doing the uh, fundraising events that you're doing. So it's pretty phenomenal work, and I I take my hat off to you and the family for everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. You guys are, uh, you know, you guys are doing all the hard work, and what a great organisation you you are running and, and doing. And I, I couldn't be more proud to support it where I can. So. Well, we're so excited for March 23. I can't wait to see how you go. And uh, best of luck for all of the training. You've got a good track record, so I'm sure it's going to be a great race. Yes, I think it'll be good. There's, uh, there's nothing that's going to stop me uh, from not getting over that finish line. I, every day I, I walk to the front door and I, I see my old man slouched over sleeping. And it is tough. I, I wouldn't call myself a fit person by, by any means or, or a runner in that aspect, but I have a lot of motivation and, and drive from, from living what I do day in, day out, which which I think is where my success rate comes from. Yeah, you certainly have like a determination that feels so strong and unparalleled and also just a, a great positivity. So I think it is a real testament to you and the family. Thank you so much. I, that's the attitude I, I, I definitely try to get through life with. Um, life doesn't have to be perfect for it to be good. And if you just enjoy today and, and see what tomorrow brings, and I think that's a good way to attack it. The beautiful way to attack it. Thank you so much for joining us, Brody, and we will stay up to date with how the run goes. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop, and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org dot au forward slash podcast together we can find a cure